Good morning, this is Michael Jamnick filling in for Emily Reese, and uh, on the line with me today is Jill Mutt, the sommelier for Henry and Sons. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Michael. What do you got, uh, well, I was going to say on tap, but I guess, I mean, yeah, tap if it's in a cask, right? So what's... <laughs> it's, it can be. Wine on tap is the hot new thing, especially um, I'm calling you or you're calling me here in California because I'm doing some... R&D about what's going on in the lay of the land um, in California right now. So like harvest. reporting from the field even. It's true. Yeah, I am. I'm, well, I'm actually got my flip-flops on. I'm about to go to the beach, which people may decide that they don't want to even uh, listen to this anymore after they hear that. But, um, <laughs> Jealousy. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely reporting from the field. Um, I, I will wait to talk about California until I can actually summarize, you know, the whole trip. But um, I want to talk about a few super appropriate wines for like this, the schizophrenic weather we're having. Um, you got time for three of them? Oh, absolutely. Cool. So one is a producer that I adore from Campania. Campania is a region that is like the shin of Italy. And if you think of Neapolitan pizza, um, that's like right, right there. I um, you're right at the heart of Naples, Mount Vesuvius. Sorry, there's a helicopter flying overhead. Actually, with a really terrible recommendation for wine, by the way, but I won't even go there. Um, so <laughs> we're in the heart of Campania um, in Italy, volcanic soils, obviously. And there's a producer, An uh, Antonio and Daniela de Grutola, and their, their winery is called Cantina Giardino. And they make the most exquisite wines for people that like richer like a little richer on all fronts. Even their rosé is rich. For example, they make a rosé called uh, Volpe Rosato, and, or Vo Volpe Rosa. And Volpe is a, there's a white Cote de Volpe, which means like foxtail, because it kind of looks like a foxtail on the vine, the, the bunch does. And there's a white one and there's a red one. But there's a really rare natural mutation of a pink Volpe, that nobody really ever gets to drink. They're the only ones I know that make one. They age it in amphora, so like a um, clay vessel, and also in chestnut, which is um, local chestnut to that area in Campania. And just incredible, rich depths. Like people that say, I don't like rosé. If you were to serve this room temperature, A, it's dry, and B, it's just got a ton of body it's got, um, you can f almost feel those volcanic uh, soils on your mouth. And with pizza, it's perfect with like a light chill, absolutely delicious. Another wine they make is called Le Folle. And this is from a grape called Aglianico, which Aglianico is sort of like the, they, some people will call, have called it the Barolo of the South because it has more color than Barolo, but it's got muscle, it's got weight, it's got tannins, it's got grip. And I actually just featured um, featured it in a video I did with a cohort of mine for the shop because it's just like par excellence fall winter fair wine. Like it goes, it, I can't think of a food it wouldn't go well with stews, game, um, you know, pizza, you name it. And it's just really, really beautiful. It's done um, for, I think they age it like two years in chestnut casks. So you really... Um, you're able to get a lot of mileage and a lot of flavor out of a wine that's not terribly expensive. It's like under $30, something like that. So it's that's really great. Um, that's like two now that you suggest. I, I've never really considered wine with pizza before. That That's a new one oh, on me. I'm going to have to give that a whirl. Oh, yeah. I mean, the people in Naples, they're, they may be, uh, you know, chugging down a Moretti or a local kind of light lager, but um, most people there are drinking some iteration 
of the wines we're talking about with their pizza, like Volpe Rosso well, Rosato. Yeah, and, and that makes I, that makes sense out in Italy. I, you know, in, yeah, col- in, co- sure in college, there was usually a different beverage that would pair with pizza. <laughs> <laughs> like Wapatuli with your pizza. That'd be amazing. <laughs> right? we, should actually, we should actually come up with a Jazz 88 inspired, wine inspired Wapatuli to go with pizza. Jazz inspired? This could be amazing. Oh, man. I'll, I'll have to run that by the boss first, though. Okay, that sounds perfect. Uh, do you have time for one more? Absolutely. All right. So this one, this last one is a little left field from uh, the Shin of Italy, from Campania. Now we're going to go to Australia and a region called uh, Gippsland, which is pretty close to the Melbourne area. It's in southern Victoria. And um, this guy, Patrick Sullivan, we have just a small amount of this wine. You know, there's not a lot of it to be had. We're so lucky in Minneapolis to have a little bit because most of it gets, you know, guzzled up not only in Australia, but on the coast. It's a wine called Haggis. Now, if you're familiar with Scottish or Irish fare, you know that Haggis is like the leftover awful meats that you just like dump everything together and make this weird tasting, very protein rich, something or other kind of bland. Um, Well, this is anything. It's nothing like that. However, it is a a hodgepodge of everything Patrick grows. It's so flavorful. I mean, literally, try to imagine Semillon, which is a white grape. Try to imagine um, like Pinot Gris. You've got Cabernet Sauvignon in there. You've got Cabernet Franc. You've got like literally, it is a kitchen sink. There's some Chardonnay in there. And he does some of it with a little skin contact some of it with no skin contact, but then he ages it in a ceramic egg for like six months. And all these producers are using low to no sulfur, by the way, that I've mentioned. But he literally, he wants to take, it's his take on haggis, he wants to take everything that he grows and make sort of like a, I don't want to call it a signature wine. I don't want to put that on him, but he like what his area is capable of. And the haggis is just a really fun, really, it's got kind of a, it's got light body, but a really rich mouthfeel because of that um, ceramic egg. And it's got this freshness about it. And you pour it, you don't even know what color it is. You're like, is that like light peach in color? Is that like light rosé in color? Is it like a pearl? It's almost like iridescent. And when you taste it, you'll literally be like, what the heck is this? An importer and a distributor of his wines in a different market um, was like, if you try to categorize haggis, you will come up empty because it just takes leaps. And it'd be like if you mixed a Pilsner with an IPA with a stout with a Wapatuli and then tried to call it something, you'd be like, what do I call this? You just call it haggis number two, probably, you know? I don't know. So those are some fun selections for uh, the schizophrenic 80 degree you know, cooler temperatures that Minneapolis has been experiencing as of late and really versatile with food as well. So now uh, I know you want to, you're going to wait until after California to talk probably in a couple of weeks, but is there any kind of sneak preview you can give us? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm traveling the almost the entire state. So I'll be, um, as far South as here. I just visited a producer that I've talked about on uh, jazz 88 before Jay bricks. I visited them yesterday and it's great, you know, um, we're keeping our distance and we're wearing masks, but to just be able to have that, um, that contact with vineyards and with wineries is, is just uh, really refreshing and really important to me right now. So, and I'll be buzzing all the way up, um, you know, towards in the Santa Barbara area and the Paso Robles area, and then going all the way north into Napa 
and Mendocino. So it'll be a really good, you know, it's a three week plus long trip to try to fit it all in, but I'll, I'll make it happen. We are looking forward to that. I mean, I'll be sure to listen to it. I know Emily will be back by then, but, uh, um, you know, travel safe, stay safe out there. And thanks for stopping by this morning. Thank you for having me.